with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. Hey everybody, I'm Jeremy Platt and you're listening to Between the Tackles. Today at Between the Tackles, we're breaking down the most recent NFL news. We're breaking down the AFC and NFC North. I'm giving you my top five receiving corps in the NFL and my top five fantasy receivers for this upcoming season. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I'm 14 years old and live in Los Angeles, California. I'm going into the ninth grade and playing football for my school. But let's now get into some recent NFL news. The Titans have signed Pro Bowl defensive lineman Jarrell Casey to a four-year $60 million contract extension. At just 27 years old, he looks to lead the Titans' defensive line to the playoffs. Speaking of the Titans' defensive line, they recently signed defensive end Eric Walden from the Colts. Last season, Walden had 11 sacks and looks to repeat his success in the AFC South. In other news, the Chargers might have just traded for their replacement of Philip Rivers and Cardell Jones. Jones was successful with the Ohio State, and if he can learn from Rivers, he might be able to be successful in the NFL. I definitely think he's worth the seventh-round pick they gave up to the Bills. Two Patriots have recently retired in Andrew Hawkins, the receiver, formerly from the Browns, and Rob Ninkovich, their defensive end slash linebacker. The Vikings gave Everson Griffin a four-year, $58 million contract extension as he has been one of the best defensive linemen in the league for the past couple of years. Personally, I love Griffin, and this is a great move for the Minnesota Vikings. I think Griffin will be a Pro Bowler this year, and I love the Vikings defense in fantasy this year. They have two of my favorite linebackers in Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr, a living hit stick in Harrison Smith, and a lockdown corner in Xavier Rhodes. On my website, www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com, I predict the top 50 players for 2017, and I know Rhodes is on this list. Make sure to check it out. Try Turner, Lyle Collins, and Brandon Linder all offensive linemen got mega contract extensions as their teams look to shore up their offensive line. Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco has injured his back by lifting weights, but should be ready by week one. The big reason I'm bringing this up is that there's a possibility they can still sign Colin Kaepernick. Even though they signed quarterback David Olsen, Ryan Mallett, which is their projected second string quarterback, apparently threw five interceptions during practice and was taunted by Terrell Suggs. After that, he had a meltdown. So, I mean, there's always a possibility there that Colin Kaepernick can find his home in Baltimore. Gip Bayless recently said that Colin Kaepernick would give the Ravens a better chance to get to the playoffs than Joe Flacco. And I have to agree. Let's think about it. There have been injuries all over the place in Baltimore. They lost Steve Smith to retirement, John Urschel to re- retirement, and Jeremy Zuta got traded to the Niners. So they're going to need a playmaker. I would say Colin Kaepernick is more of a playmaker than Joe Flacco. Kaepernick could create something dynamic in Baltimore and change the whole entire look of the AFC North. Speaking of the AFC North, let's break it down. At first place, in the AFC North, I see the Pittsburgh Steelers going 11-5. and I don't think the Steelers will be as good as previous years, but I think that receiving court will be proved as one of the best in the game. A rookie that I think will make a surprisingly large impact is fifth-round pick Brian Allen out of Utah. Allen is a gigantic corner, and if the Steelers want to be successful versus the Bengals this season, they're going to need to contain A.J. Green. I think Allen's going to provide a good matchup versus Green and could be one of the biggest steals in the draft. The depth at running back will take pressure off of Le'Veon Bell, so if he ever gets tired, they could always give the rock to third-round pick James Conner. I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in good hands and should be successful this season. In second place in the AFC North, I have the Bengals going just 7-9. and nine. I think the, their 
receivers will be outstanding this year with A.J. Green, John Ross, and Tyler Boyd. I think Eifert will be great, and their defensive line will make their opponents worrisome with both Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins. When it comes down to their running backs, I think that in the middle of the season, they'll realize that Joe Mixon deserves to be their starting running back and take the league by storm. But where I think they'll get burned is their offensive line. They've lost both Kevin Zeitler and Andrew Whitworth in free agency this year, so I think that Andy Dalton will be feeling the pressure throughout the whole game. I feel like Dalton will constantly be feeling the blitz and make some bad decisions under pressure. So that's why I have them going 7-9. and nine. Alrighty then, let's keep moving. Third place, I see the Cleveland Browns going 5-11. and 11. Hate on me if you will. I think the Browns have broken this ice, and everybody's looking at them as a sleeper team for the next season after this year. I think Miles Garrett has over 9 sacks in his rookie season. Jabril Peppers leads rookies in return touchdowns if it's punts, kicks, or interceptions. And David Njoku, Corey Coleman, Kenny Britt, and Josh Gordon will shock the league and be a sleeper receiving corp. The Browns offensive line will be top five in the league and at the quarterback position I think Deshaun Kaiser will get the team around three or four wins and people will believe in the hype. I think Duke Johnson will play a huge role in the Browns receiving game and their defense will be one of the best in the AFC. The two positions I think they'll need some work on in this upcoming draft is at running back and linebacker. I think they'll be the team who could possibly land Penn State running back Daquan Barkley. And then finally in last place I have the Ravens going 4-12. I know this sounds really bad, but I think the Ravens will be faced with the injury bug. They have already lost Kenneth Dixon and Crockett Gilmore, and Joe Flacco's back is a little banged up now. I think the stars on the team will be CJ Mosley, Danny Woodhead, and Brashad Perriman. I think CJ Mosley can be up to first team All-Pro. Danny Woodhead will be second in all running back receiving touchdowns versus gotta be David Johnson. And Brashad Perriman will have over 700 receiving yards. I think early on, Marlon Humphrey, their first round pick. He'll struggle, but after a good amount of games, he'll catch a hot streak and end the season with around four interceptions. I think the Ravens will be targeting a skills player in the draft or a star tight end, but I think they'll take a step back this year. Right now, I'm going to give you my top five receiving corps in the NFL. If it's wide receiver, tight end, or running back, these teams have the best ones. At number five, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. When we say the current day Pittsburgh Steelers, we think Antonio Brown, who every year has around 1,200 yards. I think that if he plays all 16 games this season, he will. But in the backfield, they have a top three running back that can catch out of the backfield in Le'Veon Bell. On the other side of Brown, they have guys like rookie Juju Smith, we have the big receiver Martavis Bryant who's coming off his suspension and Justin Hunter, the big red zone threat. So I think the Pittsburgh Steelers deserve that number five spot. At number four, we have the New York Giants. Star wide receiver on the Giants is Odell Beckham Jr., who this year will be joined by veteran wide receiver Brandon Marshall and rookie tight end Evan Ingram. He also has his side piece in Sterling Shepard, who I think is a real solid slot receiver. I think Marshall will have around 800 yards this season if he stays healthy and will be really good for them. And I also think Evan Ingram will be a top three rookie tight end this season. At number three, we have the New Look Buccaneers receiving court. When we talk Bucks receivers, the first person you have to mention is Mike Evans, who I think can lead the league in receiving guards if he stays healthy. They, in free agency, they added 1,000-yard receiver Deshaun Jackson, and in the draft, they added O.J. Howard and Chris Godwin. The Bucks last year had Adam Humphreys and Cameron Bray, who looked to repeat their success that they had last year. Coming in at number two is the Green
Green Bay Packers. They added Martellus Bennett in free agency, who I think will be very special this year. They already have Jordy Nelson, who is one of the top receiving threats in the league, and Devontae Adams, who quietly had over a thousand yards last season. At running back, they have Ty Montgomery and veteran slot receiver Randall Cobb. The Packers receivers are always good, and I think they'll continue it this year. Finally, at number one, we have the New England Patriots. They have Gronk, they have Cooks, they have Edelman, they have everybody. They have probably the most depth at receiver by any team in the last 25 years. I'm going to attempt to name all the receivers that probably that are probably going to make the roster this season. We got Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Malcolm Mitchell, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, and special teams ace Matthew Slater. All of these guys can make an impact for the team, and I expect a monster year from this team. They have a three-headed receiving backfield with Rex Burkhead, Mike Gillisley, and James White, and I have to and I hate to say it, but I have no clue whatsoever how to defend against the Patriots. So for these following reasons, I think the New England Patriots have the best receiving corp in the NFL. Yes, I know, it's crazy. We're doing a double division breakdown, and now we're gonna break down the NFC North. And let's start with first place in the Green Bay Packers. I see the Packers and their second-rated receiving corp going 11-5. They have the best quarterback in football with Aaron Rodgers and have an improved defense. I still expect their defense to be in the bottom half of the league, but I think it definitely improved. I think the addition of Martellus Bennett plays a huge role in this offense this year as they go 11-5. In second place, I see the Minnesota Vikings going 7-9. I have no clue what's going on with quarterbacks, especially when Teddy Bridgewater gets fully healthy, but I think Sam Bradford deserves to start, especially with his completion percentage from last year. I think Diggs is an awesome receiver, and Thielen is a big sleeper wide receiver in fantasy this season. They have one of the top defenses in the NFL, and I love what they're doing at running back with Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. So for those following reasons, I see the Minnesota Vikings going 7-9. and In third place, I see the Detroit Lions going 4-12. and I know I'm going to receive a lot of hate for this, but I don't think the Lions have a premier running option or a great defense. I think Golden Tate will have another 1,000-yard season, and Marvin Jones has the potential to get around 700 yards this year. I think Ziggy Ansah will win Comeback Player of the Year and live up to his potential with around 14 sacks this season. And Darius Slay, I believe, will lead the team in picks with around 6 or 7. I think the Lions may be targeting Darius Geis in this upcoming draft, and I think that would be the best they could do to build for their future. Finally, in last place, I see the Bears. I think the Bears are in a rebuilding process and will go 2-12. and 12. I think Jordan Howard may get hit by the sophomore slump and may not even get to a thousand yards this season. I think they have a hard time realizing that they messed up in signing Mike Lennon to that mega contract and don't bench him until later in that season. But for all you Bears fans, I'm going to give you two bright spots. One is that I think Cameron Meredith can hit 1,000 receiving yards and two is that you have the second pick in the draft. Another bright spot is that if Trubisky really is a baller, he will show it late in the season. I think in each game that he starts, he can throw for over 200 yards and have a really good touchdown to interception ratio. For my last segment, I'm going to give you my top five fantasy wide receivers for this upcoming season. Let's start at number five with AJ Green. It's going to be difficult to double team him now with John Ross on the other side of him, but he is Andy Dalton's favorite receiving target, and I think he'll have a really strong season this year. At number four is Antonio Brown. This man is a goon, and we all know that. The only reason I don't have him higher on this list is because of all the weapons he has around him and his beast running back. I expect him to have over 1,200 yards this season, 
and live up to his full potential. Michael Thomas is my third rated receiver. I know you guys weren't expecting it, but I think he's going to have a monster season this year. He is one of the top quarterbacks in NFL history, and you'll know he'll be airing it out this season. At number two, we have Mike Evans for the Buccaneers. I bet you that he'll lead the league in receiving touchdowns this year. He's ginormous. And if it was up to me, I would take him over Antonio Brown and Odell in your fantasy drafts. Finally, my number one wide receiver is Julio Jones. He's the Kevin Durant of the NFL. Katie is big and can shoot. Julio is big and can run. Julio is impossible to guard one-on-one, and I wish you the best of luck if you try. I think he'll have around 1,600 yards this season and could possibly have around 9 or 10 touchdowns. For all you fantasy footballers who think the Cowboys have an easy road to the playoffs, I'm going to give you some reasons why not. We all know Dak had a breakout rookie season last year, but his supporting cast has some problems. If it's Ezekiel Elliott getting suspended or Des Bryant missing practice, these are some big problems for the Cowboys. And I'm going to tell you why on my website at betweenthetacklesfootball.com and make sure to check your social media if it's Facebook or Instagram at Between the Tackles or Twitter at BTWN the Tackles. See you guys next time. Jeremy out.